May the Lord bless you in this morning. Let's give thanks to God together for the opportunity and chance we have today to be more like Him, to be cl to go closer to Him, to enjoy more His presence. Every single day is a gift, is an opportunity we have to go to God and take out the the, the bags from our life as a living sacrifice to Him. Beautiful Jesus, thank you for your mighty and holy presence. I beg you, Lord, bring your blessing to your word today. May this morning a morning of learning, a morning of beauty, just because of your mighty word. Open our understanding and ears towards your word. In your holy and mighty name, O oh Jesus. Amen. Let's go to the Bible and to the book of Isaiah, chapter 10. Let's read, let's read just one verse, the verse um, 27. I will read in Jesus' name. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Let's read it one more time. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Um, when we read this verse, the immediate immediate um, context of this of this reading in Isaiah is about what happened with in the in the fields with the oxen. Oxen what the animals used that on that time to plow the land. So something important happened that brings us to understand what the Holy Spirit does in our life. Let's talk about what happened, what happened with the with the oxen on the on the fields. There are a couple of oxen that are to, are, are take, taken to plow the land. They are together, they join together by a yoke. That yoke is made of wood. It's a wooden yoke that made the oxen walk towards one way, towards one point to do an important thing, to do a specific thing. In that case, is the is plowing the land. So sometimes yokes brings different comparisons to our life. One of the comparisons we can we can pick up from the yoke and plowing the land together is marriage. Marriage is the kind of, of period of life where two people become spiritually one in Jesus, in the Lord. Because you know that Jesus is the only faithful witness of everything we have, of everything that happens on the earth. So people become one and they plow the land towards 
one purpose. What land, what land they plow together? The land of their own life. Because if there no, there's no any more two, life, two lives, is one life living by two people because of the yoke they obtained when they become one in Jesus through marriage. Another way to understand is because it's something that happening in physical terms with the oxen. The oxen works, they work together, and the more they work, they start to discharge an special, an special oil from their necks. The more they work, the more they, they are plowing the land, they start to discharge that oil, and that oil comes into the wooden, wooden yoke that is at the end broken by the oil the oxen take out from themselves. What is the meaning of oil in the Bible? The oil means spiritually the Holy Spirit, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. So at the same time, we're going to define two important terms. What is the yoke and what is the anointing? In Christian life, there are two different ways to live. Firstly, there are two important ways to live on earth. You can live on earth with God or with no God. Not, not because you, don't have, you, you say, I don't need God. Some people don't accept the Lord in our, on their lives, but the Lord is still working on their lives in the way that they wake up in the morning, they have certain health, they have certain strength, strength to do the daily things they do. So on the daily basis, the presence of God is on everyone. The Lord can be on a, a can stay in people's uh, lives as a protector, as a father, as a savior, or for the ones who doesn't have the Lord as a creator. Because people with don't, that don't have the Lord, they are like they are creatures. They don't have the 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 spiritual connection with God as a father. Yep. So let's understand a little bit more about what is the two ways to live the Christian life. Christian life can be lived through a yoke, either through a yoke or through, a, through the anointing. How through a yoke? There are some people that come to the, come to the Lord and they start to feel his salvation and they feel repentant and they go to God and they go baptized and they they even feel the Holy Spirit but there are some personal burdens and some personal yokes that take them away from the anointing 
peoples that, for example, have some struggles in terms of family, in terms of health, or things that on which they can live in church, but they feel bound and tied by family problems, even by addictions, by distractions, but things that have become a yoke for their life to follow the Lord properly. A person can be with an illness for whole their life, and they, at the end, they go to the Lord because they believed in God, but they were living through his Christian life with a burden, by a burden, by a yoke. But that's not the Lord's will. The Lord wants us to get free of everything. The Bible says that he says, Jesus says, take all your burdens away and give it to me because my yoke is easy. I'm away this light. So if we take the burdens and the yoke of Jesus that is really light for our lives, we can get really and truly free of, of our own yokes and burdens. The second way to live the Christian life is through anointing. We already said that the anointing, anointing is the is the representation of the presence of the touch of the Holy Spirit moving powerfully and continually in our lives. Anointing is the touch of the Lord on a person. So that, that truly divides humanity. Anointing puts people apart from the rest of humanity to have a really beautiful life depending on Jesus. Truly, um, truly depending on developing spiritual senses, developing a spiritual sight, spiritual hearing, spiritual perception of the things that we can't see. So it's when discerning as a gift, a gift starts working in our life and we can have a clearly vision of what the Lord wants us to do. Anointing brings also the connection and knowledge about the will of God. One of the hardest, hardest things for believers nowadays. Oh, I don't know what is God's, the Lord's will. I don't know what the Lord wanted for me. I don't know if I need to marry that person. I don't know if I need to have children or not. And people has been taken by the yoke of doubts and doubting and doubting all the time. And that simply takes away the anointing from God from our lives. We have been, bo we have been, uh, been born to live apart either the world or either the Lord. So today is a very good opportunity to understand how and where we want to live. If we want to live, if we want to be set apart, we want to be set apart to God, we are 
really under the umbrella. Let me, let me tell you in, in this way, under the umbrella of the anointing. Anointing is something that covers your life in all your areas and makes you feel no matter your situation. I can give you today two examples of people that live in the same, the very same conditions. Imagine that people are living financial brokenness. But one of them is living financial broken, hurt, is, has led financial brokenness, um, affect their heart. Yes, the life of the, the, the gospel is, is living poverty. Yes, I need to be like that all the time. Yes, and you ask them, how are you today? How are, how are you doing? And people say, oh, yeah, uh, fighting, fighting for the faith all the time. Yes, you know that this life is hard. Or you can come across the other person. The other person who are living the very same condition says and express, expresses, oh, you know what? I live in this situation, but I believe in that the God is the owner of gold and silver and he will provide for the things I need today. It's what the Bible says. Oh, in the, on the second one, you could hear the confirmation of what the Bible says about themselves. But the other one is hurt by the yoke. So one of them is living with a yoke, and the first one actually, and the second one is living by the anointing of the Lord. Because the anointing of God makes us free of resentfulness, of offenses, of bitterness, and all those and all those things. Such things take us away from God's uh, purpose. So it's the thing that we don't need, what we need to conserve, the vision, the spiritual vision in the Lord. There was a person in Bible, was David. David is, is well connected to those um, concepts, anointing and yokes. He had a personal yoke when he first started uh, appearing in Bible. He was taken, taken apart, not for a good thing. He was apart because he was the youngest. He was the weakest. He was the one who tell, who tell stories like a tales. Stop telling, talking about the lion, David. Stop talking about the, the bear. Stop with that stories. He was really apart from his, uh, from his family. His family couldn't believe that he can pro produce such a special fruit to the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord knew that. And he sent his prophet, the prophet Samuel, the most important man in the country, in the country of Israel at that time, the prophet. The prophet went, perso went personally to visit David to anoint him as a king. Be be behind the ship, when he was looking after the ship, the ship, she, he was there also singing praises to God, giving the best from his heart, giving honor, giving worship. He was the witness 
of how the Lord works on his creation, and he started to develop faith. And when the anointing became real, he could go just to do something that his father asked him to do. Go to the bat, uh, battlefield and give this this food and this uh, cheese and all these kind of meals to your brothers and the chiefs and everyone who who uh, David's David's dad said to David to to give some meal. He went, but he came across a giant. Not because of the yoke he had, because the when you are free from your own yoke, you develop faith in the Lord. You develop understanding of what the Lord wants you to do. So you could see anything else on David at that time when he saw Goliath, but faith. The faith that David uh, displayed before the giant was the physical and uh, evidence of the anointing on, of God on his life. He went to the giant and said, I will kill you and I will take, I will cut off your head and all your, your, your flesh will be given. I will give it. I will give it to the birds of the, of the sky. And probably everyone was on one side scared and the other side probably mocking on him and making fun of, of the little one saying such thing using really, really extraordinary words. Because David understood that anyone who makes fun of God and cares the presence of God is ready for condemnation. It's easy to see when, when a person is ready to be, to be done just because they make fun of God and they curse God and they, of, of people also take the name of God to, to lie to others, people that are truly ready for condemnation. So he said, and he did it. David, what he said, he did it in, a, in, in some minutes, in, in, in a while, Goliath was, da- was dead. And they, they flesh was offered to the birds of, on the sky, of the sky. And he could, that day, David could take away the dishonor from Israel because he could kill the giant because he worked by his anointing, not by his yoke. And the yoke was broken by that, anoint, by, by, by that kind of anointing. From that time on, David wasn't, Uh, treated like uh, the weakest, the youngest, the late, the very, the very last of of the of the line. He came immediately to the front, and he became one of the more most skilled warriors for King Saul. Anointing is power. Anointing is having faith. Anointing is developing understanding of what the Lord wants you to do. Anointing is not about, oh, how this preacher is. This preacher is very anointed. Anointed. It's not about how the preacher put the words in order to make the words 
uh, sound beautiful on your ears. Anointing is when when they say something, no matter no matter his condition or how he looks in terms of he looks like a poor, or he looks probably if you don't like how how the preacher speak or how the the preacher uh, connect the words. Beyond that, the word of God, the the Lord Himself, that is that who inspires the preacher makes the preacher get see his word fulfilled on people is the anointing is not just for preachers anointing is for everyone who decided to take away their own burden their own yoke one day the prophet jeremiah is another in in another passage in bible He was uh, prophesying to Ju- uh, to people in Judah that Babylonians will become to destroy the city because of their their idolatry, uh, because of their idolatry, and because of their sin. And what the Lord, what the Lord made Isaiah says, say in front of everyone, he went into the king palace, the king, the king Hezekiah. No, I'm sorry, the king Zedekiah, Zedekiah. Zedekiah was in his palace and suddenly the the prophet Jeremiah appears there walking with a yoke around his neck, a wooden yoke around his neck. So when he started to work, to, to walk, to walk towards the king, everyone was wondering what this guy is doing here. And some people felt at that time annoyed by Jeremiah, Jeremiah's prophecy just because they want to keep the, their lives in the, under, uh, according to the burdens and yoke of idolatry. They didn't want to leave those, those, their own ways behind. They just wanted to carry on with their life, worshiping, worshiping idols, And going and going to the Lord's presence at the same time, they want to keep like that for whole life. They wasn't inter- They weren't interested in get repentant, repented. So that day, Jeremiah says, "In the way I have this yoke around my neck, the Babylonian um, yoke will come around your neck." Oh house of Judah. And one of the priests, one of the priests that they were that day, they the yoke, the wooden yoke that Jeremiah had around the neck and break it. And, and they broke and they broke it. When they broke the neck, he take the neck the he take the yoke in front of people and says in the same way The name of this false prophet was Ananiah. In this very same way, I broke, I have broken this wooden yoke. The slavery of Judah and will be broken and they will be free as people of God. And Jeremiah 
look at him and point you with his finger and say, you have lied to the people. And now because of that, the yoke on the ones that don't believe in my, in my words that comes from the Lord will receive an iron, iron yoke, a yoke unable to get broken. And you will be dead in one year. And the king will be a slave in Babylon in two years. According to what Jeremiah said, Ananiah was killed by the Babylonians one year later. And, and two years later, the king Hezekiah was taken away to Babylon as a slave. So you can prove easily how the inspiration of God comes to people. How? Through the fulfillment of the word they have said. What is the important thing of this? You are not maybe a prophet. You know, maybe uh, you don't feel like a king. But let me tell you something. If you go baptized in Jesus' name, you have a kingdom and priesthood. So you have authority. And you are also a bridge between people and God for them to get repentant and get converted unto Jesus. So today, I don't know what are the burdens and yoke, yokes on your life. I don't know what kind of, of yokes you feel that are killing your neck, that are killing your spiritual life. But there is something that I need to tell you. The Lord doesn't want you with yokes. You can leave your hands right now and took away spiritually the yoke from your neck and give it to the Lord and open it and reach with your hands the anointing that the Lord has prepared for you. You can do that exchanging today. Give to the Lord your burdens and yokes. And may the Holy Spirit come to your life forever and live a Christian life with no yokes. And how is a Christian life with no yokes? A Christian life where the person is able to select, to discern from good and evil, and also is able to follow what they follow the right thing, doing the right thing. The Lord doesn't want you to get to get to hell. The Lord doesn't want you to get condemned. The Lord wants you to get saved. And get saved is taking away the burden from your life. There are some yokes that they also decorated. Burdens like vanity. Yokes like things that make you feel probably more beautiful for the world. But the only one who is not happy for how you are is the Lord. Do you want such thing for you? Today is the opportunity to give the Lord what he deserves. A body and a mind and soul according to what he has created. He doesn't want you to look like demons. He doesn't want you to look like, you know how the demons are? 
They know that there is a God, but they don't obey. And there, there, is, there are a lot of believers nowadays that they say that they have God, but they don't obey his, his commandments. Like demons. People that also smoke and they say, oh yes, I have the Lord. How can you have the Lord while destroying your body? It's what the Lord wants you. Take away your burdens today. Take away your, your yokes and the anointing will come. And work. Plow the land of your life. Plow is the process that break the land. Break the land in pieces just for the seed of God to come into the soil and produce a plant and produce fruit on your own life. May the Lord bless you. Receive the hug of the anointing of God today in his holy and mighty name. This is the word of God for you today. God bless you and keep you. Amen. Hallelujah.